0: Welcome back to your next episode. This is Mona Lerge, the co host of Art Moms United podcast, and today I have a special guest, a Chicago based mixed media artist and architect, Jacqueline Dasein. Welcome and hello, Jacqueline. I'm so excited to have you here today and interview you for this podcast episode. So let's dive right in. Can you please tell me all about your journey into the art world?
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so I would say my journey started when I was a child. Um, it was just kind of a a natural thing for me. I loved art. It was something that, um, you know, I just gravitated towards. Um, I had a natural ability and my art teacher in elementary school actually went to my parents and said, you really need to get her in extracurricular art classes. So I did do that. And then even carrying through to high school, when I could pick like an extracurricular class, I picked art class, of course. Um, and it was just this comforting thing for me. Um, as a middle schooler, um, it was something that also comforted me during a time of um, I was getting bullied a lot in middle school. And so it's something that it's like the one class of the day that I look forward to. And just I just felt in my element. Um, and then fast forward to college, I went to the University of Michigan, and I decided to become an architect, because um, it kind of marries creativity. And um, I have, you know, the kind of practical side, I'm, I'm good at math, um, that sort of thing. Um, but there was always this... Um, this other longing um, that I had that just, I didn't quite feel fulfilled in architecture. And it was kind of funny because the architecture school at the University of Michigan, the art school is in the same building. So I'd be walking through the halls and I'd see you know, their exhibits up and I'd be like, oh, that looks like a fun class. Like I wish I had room in my schedule to check that out, you know, sort of thing. Um, And then I moved uh, to Chicago um, shortly after graduating. It took me about a year um, to get my first job in Chicago. I'm, I'm originally from Detroit and um from there i started working for a firm and a recession hit <laughs> so uh the company ended up going under um i was unemployed for about a year and a half and it was a very like financially straining time but also just um i just kind of felt lost and i had a good friend from work who um he had moved away but he came back to visit And he was showing me some of the work he'd been doing, um, artwork on the side. And he said, let's just go to a cafe and start drawing. And I was like, okay, so we were at this cafe and I just kind of, again, felt in my element. Um, it just felt like a very, you know, healing, safe space. Um, so I started doing that and kind of around the same time, my mom said to me who, I mean, she knew I like, that's that's kind of my calling. Um, She said, just start drawing again, just for you. And I was like, what do I draw? What do I draw? And she's like, just draw something you see, you know, just start sort of thing. And I think because I was an architect, I naturally gravitated towards buildings. And um, I love historical buildings. I love the history. I love the Um, the craftsmanship. And being from Detroit, there's a lot of buildings that have fallen to ruin. And I just, I looked at them and thought these could be restored. You know, I live in Chicago where a lot of buildings have been restored. And I was like, these could be restored to the same level. And that's kind of how I started uh, my mixed media prints that combine architectural elements and um, nature.
0: Thank you so much for sharing all that. So from what you said, um, do you feel like there was a lot of support at the beginning of your journey that sort of pushed you to that too hard? I do. Yeah, I mean, my...
1: I'd say both my parents, but mostly my mom was the one who just, you know, she really saw this gift in me and kind of, um, it was the one thing she said, she's, she's like, we could go anywhere, but as long as you had crayons or pencils or something, you would be completely content. So it was the thing that, you know, would keep me busy. And I just, you know, I loved creating things. Um, so I think she was probably my biggest support, um, especially as a kid. Um, but it was interesting cause it wasn't ever, a career that was like encouraged for me. So I think that's kind of how I ended up in architecture. Um, I mean, for a while I would considered fashion design and I was thinking of moving to New York and going to Pratt. And she was like, I think you should stick with architecture. You can always do fashion later. So, um, which, you know, it's kind of our conditioning, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, so that's kind of how I ended up on that path. (laughs)
0: I love that. I remember me wanting to be a hairdresser when I was 15 and my mom was the same. She's like, "Well, I think you should really get a proper degree and then if you still like hairdressing, then you can, you know, have some course or something, but like you should go into this field." <laughs> so, yeah, I think they they just they just want all the best for us <laughs> from from their own perspective.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's from a good place, but yeah. <laughs>
0: So would you say you mentioned um, some hard times during your middle school? Would you say that it influences your art practice as well these days?
1: I think it does. I mean, life continues to throw you curveballs. And I think, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but in middle school, because that was the one class that I just loved going to, and I did well in other classes, but it was just, it was very healing for me. And so I think then again, during the recession, when I was feeling lost and couldn't find another architecture job. I was nannying actually during that time. um, And it was a financial strain. Um, Again, art was healing for me. And then even with the pandemic, I didn't lose my job, but it's just been stressful for other reasons. So um, I think that's kind of something at the end of the day, I just look forward to, you know, when I can spending some time creating.
0: Hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that. Also, you've already mentioned um, the work that you do, but if there was someone who hasn't seen your work, how would you describe it to them? Like visually, what would you say about your work?
1: So I do create mixed media prints and they're they're a combination of hand-drawn micron ink uh, architectural work that's pretty realistic. And then um, more um, abstract, I guess, um, very abundant soft pastel florals. Um, and so I combine them, I scan them all and I digitally assemble them into a mixed media collage.
0: What is the message behind your art? I know that you mentioned that you love, um, historical buildings and that you, you felt sad when you saw, uh, them becoming ruins in, in your hometown.
1: Yeah. It, I, at the time when I started doing, it, I think it was just a, from a point of pain from not being able to find an architecture job. And I, you know, it was like this connection to these buildings. It wasn't even the type of work I was working on. I wasn't doing historical renovation. I was actually working in high-end residential, but um, I just had this love for these buildings. But over the years, even as my artwork has kind of morphed a little bit, I realized at the core, it's all about healing. Like I see these situations, healing buildings. Um, Now it's more focused on healing myself. And I mean, I guess all along I was it was a way to express myself and heal myself, but, um, I think that's at the core. That's what it's about.
0: Thank you for sharing. So how would you describe your art process? How do you decide on a particular building you're going to create or the flowers you're going to use? Is there, is there a formula for that or do you just go with the flow?
1: (laughs) It's a little go with the flow. Um, I mean, for a while I was following some, um, I think they call it ruin porn um, photographers. And so I was finding some, you know, architectural projects that way. Some were just big name projects in Detroit. Um, So I was getting kind of getting inspired that way. And then with the flowers, I've just, I've always been drawn to gardens. Um, We had gardens growing up and I loved helping my parents garden. Um, I've just, this knowledge that they shared with me about different fl- flowers and that sort of thing, and so it's kind of I assemble or I work on the architectural piece first, and then I tend to do I finish it off with the um, with the flowers, and I try to stick to a palette. That's not always how it how it goes, Sometimes it morphs into something that you know I didn't see coming. <laughs> um, but I think that's just part of the experience. Like you're always kind of experimenting, and um, you might have a vision. Like this is, you know, the pragmatic, like if I do step one, the building, step two, the flowers, I'm going to have this piece. But it's really the journey's a little bit more fluid and um, it morphs, you know, over the course of making a piece. And I think you end up with your best piece then that way.
0: Do you create every day? And if so, what does your typical day look like?
1: <laughs> um, I wish I created every day. I... Um, I have waves where I'm, I'm a little more creative and other times, uh, where, you know, other things in life pop up, but, um, typical day, cause I'm an architect full time is they work my architecture job. And then usually I'm, um, I belong to a dance studio. So a couple days a week I have a workout class and then, you know, making dinner. And sometimes at the end of all of that and cleaning up the kitchen, then, you know, I maybe have like an hour or something to squeeze out a little bit. Um and so that's kind of how it goes and then I usually try to commit Sunday nights to working on my art that's kind of a um get gearing up for the work week just relaxing um you know on the couch I don't have a studio space so my my studio space is my living room <laughs> uh, but it works I have a setup where you know I've got my pastels and their their um trays on my coffee table and I set my laptop on top of it for reference. And, um, so one day that's my dream is to have my own studio space. I kind of have, I have art supplies scattered around my apartment.
0: (laughs) Same here, same here. I was actually, um, talking to someone recently and I was describing, you know, my dream studio that one day, you know, we will build in in our house, but we're still renovating that. So I'm creating on the floor in the living room, on the table, at the desk, you know, anywhere I can find a little space for myself because my son's toys are everywhere so it's, it's a bit difficult and he's like playing with everything he wants to play uh with mommy and he wants to paint with mommy so sometimes it's just a bit too much but it but I definitely feel you on that because my art supplies are everywhere I was actually packing my works for I have a show coming um up next week and I was packing wrapping all the pieces and my son's helping me with all that and we're like all over the floor so yeah, it's a mission one day. <laughs> Fingers crossed.
1: Yes, exactly. I know. <laughs> but we find ways to get it done. So that's that's all that matters. Yeah.
0: I mean, sometimes like people encourage me to take photo of my workspace and I'm like, "No, I can't do that." <laughs> it's, like, it's it's really scary. So I'm really happy when I find or meet other artists who, you know, create the same way as I do because <laughs> then I don't feel that alone.
1: No, I tend to pin like these amazing art spaces that, you know, other artists have. And it's the same thing. I'm like one day, one day, but yeah, I don't want to show off my couch right now.
0: So tell me, what would you say was the most exciting moment of your art career? But you can also talk about your your architect uh, architecture career, um, because that's, you know, like in your work, it, it's actually linked to each other, right?
1: I think um, probably over the past couple of years, um, I got accepted Uh, early 2020 into the All She Makes um, art directory. And then I was also one of their first featured artists, which was just fantastic. It just, that year just kind of catapulted a lot of different things for me um, and just gave me more visibility. And um, Svetlana is just, she's so um, supportive. So I just really appreciate, I'm so glad I listened to her. Um, I listened to her on uh Um, it used to be, it's the create podcast used to be called art and cocktails. Um, so podcasts again, are just, I mean, it's just been such a great reference of finding other artists and opportunities. So that really helped me a lot. And then coming up, um, I have a book coming out. And so, um, right now I'm in the process with my editor of working through the book proposal and we're finding, you know, looking for agents, but, um, so I don't have a publishing date yet, but that's my next big, um, I think it will be my next big um, career moment. And it's going to combine my illustrations. um, And it's a self-help spiritual book that's all about um, the journey to finding your, your purpose and what fulfills you.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's absolutely wonderful. And I can't wait to see the book. So do you have any, like, long-term plans? So now, you know, the book's coming. What are some of your big plans, long-term?
1: So yeah, the book is coming. Uh, I know that illustrations will take me, it'll be a big commitment to finish the illustrations for it. So that's kind of um, the thing on my radar right now. But I also, I have ideas for other books coming up. Um, So I think after that, I could see um, my career shifting more towards being becoming an illustrator and writing books as well, an author illustrator. Um, I would like to continue to make you know one off art pieces as well, um, but I I kind of see my my career shifting into this like healing art space. I'd like to combine some sort of. Um, healing aspect that empowers other people to um, heal themselves through their creativity. And I haven't landed on specifically what it is yet, but I'm still in that exploration um, point. But I think just art's been such a healing thing for me. It's what I keep coming back to every time I feel, you know, unbalanced or I need direction or inspiration. And um, I, you know, I've had other people come to me that have asked, you know, how do you get started or, um, you know, it's just so amazing that you like commit this time to it. I'm like, I have to, it's just part of, it's like taking, you know, a prescription for me or something. It's just, it's something that just kind of keeps me balanced. Um, And I think with like getting started, it's just, um, it's carving out whatever time you can, you, you have, you know, which I know I can imagine as a mom, like you don't have that much free time, but um, you know, it's, if it's five minutes or um, you know, like, for me, it's maybe a couple hours on Sunday night. That's kind of like, I just, I hold that space for that, that time.
0: So what would you say, um, what role, uh, did community play in you sort of becoming and embracing, uh, this, this path being an artist?
1: Yeah. So it actually started, um, I would say with my friend and, um, who I worked with at our first architecture firm, who he's now a uh, pretty recognizable um, artist in Buffalo, New York. His name's Casey Milbrand. In case anyone wants to look him up, um, but I think with him, it was you know him encouraging me to just take these time at the, at the cafe and draw, and then also um, I've become a member now of I think five different artist directories. So through that. Um, I mean, just Instagram, like seeing what they post and commenting and other people commenting on, you know, my work being shared. I've met several artists, you know, through around the world just through that. Um, so and it's kind of cool because I feel like anytime I travel somewhere else, I have these artists in other parts of the world that, you know, um, I don't know, I feel like this connection that I could just message them and say like, hey, want to meet for, you know, coffee or something like that. And, um, you know, that's, I think the, just the community part of it, of the art world is just, it's very different, I would say, than what I've experienced in architecture. Like I've, I definitely have, I've made amazing friends in the architecture world, but it's not the same. I don't feel as, as expansive and, you know, in the architecture um, community as it is in the art world. So.
0: That's amazing. So tell me, um, let's talk about some struggles as well. So what do you feel would be the the biggest struggle for you of being an artist?
1: I think it's um, imposter syndrome. So, <laughs> you know, seeing other artists succeed or, um, you know, some magazines I've applied to probably 30 times at this point, but I just know, I just have to keep reminding myself that, you know, maybe it wasn't what the juror was looking for at that time, or, you know, I just need to take that next step with my art. Um, and I think... I think just seeing, you know, others succeed, sometimes you can get in your head a little bit. Um, So you just got to kind of take a step back and um, appreciate the point that you're at right now and, you know, what you've achieved. and, And just know that, I mean, it's great to be recognized, but at the same time, I'm really doing this for me. It's really, you know, part of my healing journey. So as long as I'm getting something out of it and I'm, you know, feeling more balanced. I think there's like a mental health aspect to it. And um, I suffer from anxiety. I think that, you know, that's really what's most important.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I feel like especially artists are so emotional. And, you know, that's, I think, a part of the creative process as well. So there are a lot of struggles that come hand in hand with with our art practice so thank you so much for opening up about that so where do you find yourself now in your in your art career what would you describe the the stage you find yourself in at the moment
1: I still feel
0: like an emerging
1: artist but an artist that's at least a little more recognized so that's that's comforting (laughs) um I feel like you know, I can apply to some opportunities and they'll have seen my work at least, you know, through the artist directories or um a couple magazines now. So um I still feel new to the game, even though I've technically been doing this since I was, you know, however long I've been able to hold a pencil. So <laughs> um so over 30 years. But yeah, I don't know, I don't know when you feel like you've made it, I guess. Um, which is maybe kind of good because then you're always sort of challenging yourself to do the next thing and to keep going. So,
0: yeah, I think someone actually asked me that. Um recently and and I was thinking about that question not knowing how to answer that as well you know like how do you find how do you know that you're not emerging and you know you're a little bit established (laughs) and it's like okay well but I just like I think my answer to that would be that you need to feel it from within right that you you're not new any longer you're not searching for all the all the information and answers you're just putting yourself out there and experiencing some some success whatever that means to you right so on that note what do you feel um like what is your art goal I know we've talked about the book and that you will be you will be creating the illustrations for the book but do you have a dream for your art like a online show or solo show in person or um art residency is there anything like that
1: I'm so, I'm kind of leaning towards, um, I would like to open a store one day that has my art on showcase, but also has other artists' work there as well. And then I'm so drawn to like the wellness field that I would like to have, you know, I've, I listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of, I see this kind of like Venn diagram of um, people in the wellness world and creative entrepreneurs and how they overlap. And so I see this kind of um, merging of the two professions. And I would love to have a store that combines the products of both. And maybe uh, maybe there's uh, workshops there. Um, You know, maybe I have different um, people in the fields come in to do workshops. Um, I'm not sure exactly what it is yet. But I'm, I'm just seeing this, like this overlap between healing and art. Um, So that's kind of like my big out there goal right now that (laughs) still trying to figure out what exactly it is.
0: I love that. And you know what, you know how it works. Like you just need to put it out there and it will eventually (laughs) happen. So, so that's really exciting. Now I wanted to ask you if you have any, any influences, if, if you um, look up to some artists who you really feel like they are influencing your work.
1: Yeah. So on the healing note, I love Heather Polk of um, Art Cures All. Um, I think she's Chicago based too. She's a collage artist and, um, I know she works in healthcare and she has this passion to create, um, a business that kind of empowers caregivers to, um, express themselves creatively and, um, give themselves self-care through that. Um, so she's a big one. I just, I was naturally just drawn to her artwork and then I looked her up and she has this whole other mission that she's working on, which is just amazing. Um, and then I love, um, Charlotte Keats. She's UK based. She's a, um, like 1960s, 1970s architectural scene, um, painter. And she has this kind of surrealist element to her work. It's very colorful. A lot of her scenes remind me of like Palm Springs, um, They're just beautiful and just the different perspectives because it's got this surrealist type um, nature to them. I I just love her work. Every time I see like a new painting, I have to I have to share it on Instagram. So
0: (laughs) So I wanted to ask you about um, something you wished you knew when you were just sort of starting out like putting your art out there creating your Instagram account and showing your art with the world is there something you wish someone told you or you just learned uh and didn't have to work towards that <laughs> um I,
1: I just wish I would have started sooner like I think there's that imposter syndrome just got me for so long that I started drawing during their session. So it was like 2011 and then I didn't get a website together until 2017. And so, I mean, I was creating art during that time. So it t- took me a little while to get something to put on that website, but I wish I would have just done it because once I did that and I like got into my first show in 2017, then I started selling artwork. And, but without that website and without like having the, you know, I guess, guts to take that up, you know, take that potential opportunity and apply to art shows. um, There was no way I was going to sell my artwork. And um, I guess I just wasn't there yet. I wasn't at the point where, you know, I trusted myself and thought I was like worthy of that. Um, So that took a lot of work. But yeah, I wish I would have started sooner.
0: (laughs) I started painting uh, when I was 34, I think. So, so I also wish that, you know, I started way earlier, but I think everything, everything has its own timing, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason.
0: So thank you so much for being here with me today. My last question to you is what advice would you give to other artists who are trying to build a body of work that sort of um, sends the message that they want to put out there in the world? I think it's hard sometimes to
1: land on what message that you want to put out there. Um, But I think um, it kind of goes back to, and I'm a member of this directory, but carve out time for art. And I think it's just finding the, you know, five minutes or whatever it is. And maybe it's a doodle. That's what it starts with. Um, But if you start drawing the same thing over and over, you're perfecting something. I think you kind of know which direction you're headed. Um, And then building on that, um, you know, if you have a certain subject matter, um, exploring more about that subject matter. Um, But I think, I think passion just kind of leads you where you want you where you're meant to go. And um, I mean, I've, I know some artists start out thinking, you know, I'm a painter, and then they turn out to be a collage artist or something like that. So I think you just got to be willing to try and, and fail because I mean, and be, be ready for rejections, that's going to happen as well. It's hard to take, but it's also a learning process. And I think it always it helps you pivot too, so you kind of land where you're meant to be.
0: Thank you so much for that advice, and thank you so much for being here today with me. Also, I wanted to mention that you will be uh, a part one of the the featured artists in our upcoming book, which is really exciting, so we can't wait to we can't wait to to see that and and work on that and release that and I can't wait to learn more about you and speak to you soon. Thank you so much, Mo. I appreciate it. Thanks again for listening to the Art Mums United
1: podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave us a review. It really helps us out a lot.